this is my moment, if not now, when, right? But then a lot of people are not, are not doing it. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, B? My brother, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I am a little bit food hangover today, but nothing I can take with a couple of espressos. I'm already on my second or third one today, but my heart feels alive, so that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, man, super grateful to be here, super grateful to see you guys. Um, and just, ah, I love this time of the year, man, because it's just like, this is my all time favorite holiday. Like it's my favorite adoptive holiday of, of coming and moving to the States. Um, and I love it. And this year we have so much to be grateful for on so many levels. Um, so it was just good. Like, you know what I mean? It makes my heart feels, feels, uh, happy and, and open and, and just, you know, like what's better, you know, I had. 15 people in the house yesterday for dinner, my mom, my sister. So I'm like, life is good, you know? 100%, man. 100%. Plus, so, I think you just got another unit live too, didn't you? I see that on Yeah, Instagram. yeah. We put another unit live, which, which is always fun, you know? We went out there, as always, investing professional, professional photography. Get drone shots if you're close to the water, right? Like, put the money. Like, I, I hate people that, like, have put 15, 20 grand in furnishing a place and i'm like okay pictures with drones 285 dollars and they're like <gasps> mike get out of my face like really like this is what scares you now like we spent 1800 dollars on the couch like get out of my face like come on yeah it's the final like is it little and it's literally like well but i'm like it doesn't matter like you know what i mean like i you need to take professional pictures and it's it's worth it you'll keep them it's it's not even like you know what i mean like don't even play with that so went out there with my, the, the company we usually use, great shots. It looks amazing. So we're excited to bring it live. And then more stuff, man. There is always more stuff cooking. So it's, it's exciting. I'm very. Love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, um, let's get right into it. There's a whole bunch of stuff I could talk about, but I want to get into today's interview because <laughs> I know it's going to be a good one. So today on the show, we've got Daryl Medico. Uh, Daryl and I met a little over a year ago at this point. I think it was like September, October of 2020. Uh, he had one property up and running uh, in a similar market to me up in New Hampshire in the mountains and um, got to talking and he wanted to scale it. And so we talked about co-hosting, then he got in the mastermind and um He's well on his way to financial freedom. Um, you know, he's been racking them up over the last 12 months. So I don't, I don't want to steal his thunder. Um, so I want to kick it over to you, Daryl. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, why don't we get back to how did you even get into short-term rentals? Like what triggered you to get that first deal up in New Hampshire? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, you know, naturally have watched the show, uh, you know, 
definitely have watched all the episodes since the first one. I uh, can't say I was there from the beginning, but uh, definitely caught up. And uh, it's just an honor to be on the show. Um, there's been so many great people. And just to be amongst those folks that have been on it, it's uh, you know, truly an honor. So um, yeah, no, you know, like, like you mentioned, we, we were in a similar market or we are in a similar market. And, um, you know, for, for me, for the family, uh, we just found ourselves up there a lot. You know, we were up there, we were spending money in the local commerce, certainly renting property, whether it was a hotel or Airbnb or, or whatever, whatever you might have. And, uh, and we just love the area, you know, it just, and, and it, it's so true. Just, you know, first start with who you want to uh, market to and, 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 and who your ideal market, you know, your, 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 your client is, your guest is. And, and that it was us. It was, it was a family that wants to enjoy the white mountains. And, uh, you know, this was back, you know, 2017, late 2017, early 2018. And, you know, just said, all right, if we can just get a place that just breaks even, then that's going to be great. That, that, that was it. Just, you know, something that doesn't cost us money to, to own. And, uh, and it did a lot more than that. That's great. That's great. And then go back to that, that first conversation that we had and kind of what, what sparked you to start thinking about like, all right, how can I expand this? Cause I think a lot of people still have this misconception that like financial freedom is still like way out here. Like it's still like way out in the future and it doesn't really feel attainable. But when you keep seeing people doing it over and over again, it starts to bring it more towards the present. So like, what was what was that thought process for you on like, okay, I want to start scaling this now. Like how did, how did that come about? Yeah. So 2020 was a, was a challenging year for a lot of people. And, um, you know, for, for me, I, I was, I was no different. Um, you know, in 2020, I had, uh, my full-time gig, right. Uh, my nine to five, uh, I was in a position where, um, being a sales guy, you know, our, our pipelines were drying up rapidly. And largely because our primary vertical was restaurant and retail. Those were the two primary verticals that we were selling to. And as you can imagine, the pandemic didn't do too well to, to either one of those verticals. So uh, I was in a position where my job was, you know, in danger. And, uh, you know, fortunately kind of got out there looking for another gig. But I, I came to the realization that I can't always be tied directly to, um, you know, uh, one, one, one livelihood, if you will, right? I, I, I certainly don't want to be tied to, um, you know, a company that, that's making decisions on the, on the, on the, for, for the best interest of the company, and as they should. So I really wanted to put myself into a position where um, I would have a, another source of income, and then potentially something that if, you know, if I do, do well enough, well, well enough with it, I'm able to scale it, grow it, and, you know, see where it goes and, and go, get to financial freedom um, and really make it whatever I want to make it. So we're a lot of folks in 2020 were kind of, I would imagine bearish, right. And, 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 and trying to figure out what to do um, a little bit different for me. I, I, I went on a whole different road and said, well, I'm going to start a company. And unfortunately, uh, very fortunately, I found you in the mastermind and cause that really helped accelerate that um, by, by, by a long shot. So, so yeah, we got to talking, um, you know, talked about some things I was doing well with my, my single property, some things that I could get better at, um, you know, and then really talked about how to grow and how to scale. And, you know, one thing led to another and started the LLC and then just 
you know, was off to the races at the end of 2020, just prospecting like a, like a madman. So I, I love overall, I love a lot of things that you said so far. Um, and I can see what's funny is that I said this in the last, last podcast, but what I've come to learn over time is that I can see the type of person somebody is by how they look at something and how you look at something shows me what your mindset is. Right. So when you look at like, for example, buying a vacation home, a lot of people would love the idea of having a place that just breaks even. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. But so many people want a vacation home, but then they start being like, well, it needs to make money or this and that. And then they end up never getting their vacation home and then keep paying somebody else for their vacation home, right? So instead it's like switching the perspective of like, okay, how do I make this work for me? Break even, it's a great place to start. And then I assume since you're here, that property did a little bit more than just kind of break even, right? And the next thing, which is what I wanted to ask you about is I think life always gives you chances and you either keep taking the same path over and over or like one of our favorite book, Psycho-Cybernetics, you start teaching the horse to take a different path, right? And I think a lot of people in 2020 were really scared, but it seems like there was something in the water somewhere because a lot of people also got super brave and maybe it was the fact that we were locked down so we didn't have somewhere to go but something happened and made people be like you know what i'm gonna take control of my life this is the perfect moment it does not seem to be the perfect moment because everything is going on in the world but it's the perfect moment um and i think the the thing that is funny is like 2020 is such a like huge year but the same conditions are here every year, right? The same conditions are here in every moment that you can just kind of be brave and be like, you know what, this is, you know, and especially now we're getting to like end of the year, right? Like this is my moment, if not now, when, right? But then a lot of people are not, are not doing it. So very long-winded way of asking you kind of like, what was... Is there a particular kind of like thought that came into your mind that gave you, gave you the juice to actually like take the jump or a particular situation that changed? Obviously like COVID 2020, job scarcity, but you could have just been kind of scared. I know a lot of people in the, in the hospitality restaurant industry just kind of stayed home, apply for unemployment. And a lot of them are are kind of homes now still right like never, some people in, in like hospitality have never gone back to work or they're still not working right so what was that moment there for you and and I, I assume you have a family so that's also adds to it yeah yeah uh 100 so 100 i mean you know my for me it uh it was my family right um you know we, we we've got uh you know certain uh income requirements uh and it you know we were never in danger of not meeting any of those requirements but you know 2020 just really brought to light you know for me anyway you know the reality of just having all your eggs in one basket and you know i think the best thing in life in general and there's so many different you know i mean we you know you hear it's you know having that well diversified portfolio right so having that uh 
you know, whether it's for investing or whether it's for me prospecting, I can, I can, you know, for sales, I can explain what that means, but it's, it's always kind of just having, kind of having a few, a few uh, irons in the fire. And I didn't have that, you know, with, uh, with a nine to five, obviously. And, and that, that just a continuous repetitive cycle that um, no matter how good I ever do in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in my career, in a job, unless I start my own company, I'm always beholden to, to that, to that, to that organization. And, uh, and for me, it was just, it was that fear of being in this position again, another two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, whenever, and having to say, you know, to the family, yeah, well, I got to go hustle again and find something new because, you know, we've got market impacts that we can't control company impacts that we can't control. And I thought it would just be prudent to, to really just diversify myself um, at a minimum. And now finding that, all right, well, now I'm really enjoying this and I can do more than just diversify. And, you know, it's very similar to how I began the, 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 the single property, you know, really kind of being, all right, let me just start and see what I can do here. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. This is actually going a lot better than I could even have imagined. So mm-hmm. now I got to really dial down and figure out, all right, what do I want to do here? Yeah, that's I so hard. Something to like. <clears throat> so for you, we didn't really recap to like where you're at now, but I want to before yeah, we before <laughs> we say like, okay, a year ago you were at one property. This year I'll ask you how many you have today, in a second. But a lot of people uh, overestimate what they can do in a year. But I think part of that is they don't they don't keep the the pedal down long enough. Like it's not consistent action every single day. And I think that's one thing that you really embodied was you just kept the pedal down all year. And so you'll be amazed. Like you, your life can completely change in 12 months, like completely change in 12 months. If you keep the pressure on and you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And so back to that question, a year ago, you were at one unit, how many units are you at now? And then let's talk about what that journey looked like to get to that point. For sure. So yeah, year ago, one unit today, sitting at eight units uh, under management. Uh, the interesting thing is I probably could be up around 12 to 14 units, but I was very selective, especially in the middle of 2021 and in, in the summer of 2021 uh, of what units I wanted to take on. So I, I started to get smarter with a few different parts of the business, including um, just the partners that I'm working with, me and my, 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 my co-hosting partners, getting uh, smart with the type of property, who I'm going to be marketing, just those different factors that go into it. So, um, so yeah, and, you know, sitting at eight right now. And, um, and that was really from six months, eh, four months, four months of consistent, hard prospecting, four to six months. And then I found that I was adding property so fast that I had to really kind of, as, as much as it pained me to do it, had to take the foot off the gas the prospecting because I had to get back into the operations and make sure that, you know, things were, you know, all going like they should. For sure. So why don't we talk about that first co-hosting deal? Because that first deal is always scariest for most people. And they're like, you know, I don't really have a track record or who's going to take me seriously. Or so walk us through, how did you find that deal? And then how many times did you have to follow up in order to close that deal? And what did that whole process look like? Yeah. Yeah. The first one that certainly is the, is the most difficult. And uh, so, I mean, before I can talk about the first deal, I got to talk about all the prospecting that led up to that. So I am trying to go into 
what I found that would work for me was going into markets that I knew would be in New England, that I knew well, that would have a level of success based upon where they were located, based upon traveler profiles. That, that was a huge help. And, uh, and then kind of narrowing it down to a, a few pockets and regions. Uh, the interesting thing, what I found was uh, I, I wanted more conversations. So for me, it was about having as many conversations early on as possible. I knew that I got to tighten up my pitch. I knew that, you know, the first few conversations, I'm going to get objections that I, I, you know, I'm not ready to handle yet. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't pitched this yet. So uh, I was okay with reaching out to, you know, properties that, you know, may or may not be a good fit. The worst, worst case scenario was, potential co-host says, I'm interested. And then I do more research and I say, yeah, you know what? It's not a good fit for me. I'm not <laughs> sure if I would have done that, but, but, I, but I certainly could have done that. Um, so I wasn't doing a lot of, you know, air DNA checking uh, as much as I am now. I wasn't doing a lot of, um, you know, where exactly is this property located? And, and, and I was very, I was non-scientific in that. I was more just, okay, is there somebody that is asking for a long-term lease? And they're asking for $2,000 a month. And just in generality, I know that short-term rentals can yield more. I just got to get them interested. And then I can dive into the data if they're interested. Why waste all that time if they just tell me I'm not interested and you know, I, I got to move on anyway. So I did that strong and, and, and hit that hard for about six to eight weeks. Got a ton of no's, got a ton of not interested. You know, um, had a very methodical prospecting process that I can kind of walk through a little bit. Finally got the, got the first yes, uh, where it was, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I am having challenges managing there. He was actually managing as a short-term rental, my, my first co-host, uh, first property owner. He was saying he was having challenges managing it mainly from a cleaning perspective and just organizing the cleaning and, 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 and just, he was doing his own cleaning in some cases going down there to, you know, turn linens over. And he was just saying like this, I, I can't do this. Can, can you, can you manage this better? So I went down, met with them, um, you know, beautiful property, you know, right, right in downtown, one of the major cities in, in New Hampshire. Um, and, uh, and I said, here's, here's exactly the process. And all I did was outline my process uh, up at my property up in, in the white mountains and, you know, added a few things from the mastermind that were huge. And, uh, and that was, I mean, it was very easy. It was, it was surprisingly how easy it was uh, once you finally got someone that was interested. We're a year, we're coming up on a year into it in December and, and he's thrilled. He, he, he couldn't be happier. Oh, what a story. Out of curiosity, how many prospects do you think you reached out to in, in order to get the first yes? <laughs> That's funny. I was going to ask him the same question. Because it's eight I, weeks, right? So how many dials would you say? Like, were you prospecting every day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I was every single day, um, and it was interesting because I was just starting up another full time gig, nine to five. So I was doing this at night, right? So I'm uh, really you know burning. Like my wife would laugh at me because you know I'm in I'm in bed or on the couch with the laptop up and just doing a bunch of research, blasting out emails, and then you know at that five o'clock to seven o'clock hour trying to make some phone calls because I I don't want to be calling people after seven, especially if I'm prospecting. So. Um, I could definitely give you an exact answer. I would say shooting from the hip, at least 40, at least. So 40 I mean, no's to get that first yes. I just want to highlight that just because a common question I get asked is how quickly am I going to get my first co-hosting deal? 
And I always answer the same way. I'm like, it depends. Like it depends on a lot of different factors, but the, the one constant that you can control is how much are you going to prospect? And you have to have that mentality of not everybody's going to say yes. And that's okay. But like every single no gets you to the yes. Right. So it's just staying consistent. And then once you get that first one, your confidence goes up, your whole energy level shifts. So the next time you start presenting again, you just have a different swag for lack of a better word. Like you're more confident, you're more comfortable. It's more of a looser conversation and people resonate with that. But that first one, you just got to persist. Like you got to persist, you know, six to eight weeks. That's still not bad, but still that's 40 no's. 40 people rejecting you to get the first yes. It's just part of business. And they don't teach you this stuff in school. It's like either you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong. He was probably doing it fine. He was probably doing it right. Just some people aren't interested. It is what it is. You know, you just got to keep persisting. Yeah. And and also in there, once again, he said a couple of words that shows what his mindset is, right? It's like, okay, I'm doing this pitch and maybe I'll do it wrong but it's because I've never pitched it before, right? So it's understanding also is like, how, how are you looking at yourself and, and how you're kind of criticizing yourself? So you can see that he has put years in doing sales, right? Like, I don't even need to, I don't even need to know because I know, I know from the mindset, I know from the words he uses to describe his own efforts, right? Because that's the other thing, right? Like, I'm really on this, like, mindset subconscious kind of thing <laughs> bandwagon today but your your mind listens right so like when you talk about yourself and the efforts in the things that you're doing and you're using certain words to to self-diagnose your own efforts you're also making your life either easier or harder right so you can either be like i absolutely suck at the script i'll never get it right that's why they keep hanging up or every time they hang up it's like you know what i did that a little bit better yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that a little bit better. I'm going to change this word to this word. I'm going to move this around, take a little bit more breaks in between. Cool. Okay. This was good. Next one. And I just onboarded my new ISA for my real estate brokerage. And he's been with me for the last three weeks and his daily role-playing script practice. And it's the same thing. Like even me as a broker, I'm not expecting anything to come out of him for the next two and a half to three months because he's going to get in the rhythm of things. He's going to start getting to know the neighborhoods. He's going to start to get to know the things and so on and so forth until he's very comfortable. But also another great thing that you said, don't waste your time micro inspecting everything. And that is a big thing that people do getting getting going and you just change what you put your attention on but it's the same behavior that you're showing up when you're doing like i can't start this business because my business cards are not done i can't start this business because the website is not up that is the same behavioral pattern that you can put on there it's it's here what is the most important thing talking to people just talk to people worst thing they think you're needed that's a lot of the times we are idiots, you know what I mean? Like it's not, <laughs> you, if you've seen my life over the years, there've been moments that are like, you are an idiot. I'm like, yeah, that, that absolutely. You know what I mean? But who cares? Right. I love it, man. I love, I love your mindset. It's super strong and it, and it makes, that's why, you know? Well, one thing I, I want to pivot to now. So the, 
<clears throat> I feel like one of the things that you've been excelling at is the prospecting, right? So for the listeners, where are you finding the majority of your co-host deals? And I'm sure there might be one or two buckets that are doing well for you because there's a lot of different ways to do it. Especially, we see it all the time in the mastermind, right? Like Tristan, as an example, he's crushing it with the website and his SEO and generating leads that way. You have more of a sales background, so you're great on the phone and talking to people. So like for you, what has worked really well? And typically, how many follow-ups does it take to actually close a deal? Yeah, um, I, there's the areas I can get better at. So Tristan, if you're listening, you, we got to get together and, and talk more about uh, how, to, how, to, how to leverage the website better. Uh, cause I think I, I'm a little old school sometimes. So, you know, for me, I, like I mentioned, I, uh, I, I go out and I'm looking at, um, you know, maybe hot pads, Craigslist, uh, Facebook marketplace, anywhere someone would list a property looking for a tenant. And, um, when I first got going, I would just talk to everybody, everybody and anybody in, in, in all of new England, it, it, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll go out and I'll. You know, I, I established a market in the White Mountains where I established finding a cleaner, handyman, resources. I mean, that's two and a half hours away from me. I'm not driving up there to, to deal with issues. I can't. I, I literally can't do it. So if I have a great conversation with somebody in Portland, Maine, am I going to drive there? No, I'll figure it out. I'll, 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 I'll deal with it. So, so out of the gate, it was no analysis paralysis. Just get into it. And, you know, if, if, if the market makes sense, I'm going to make it work. So I was going to those different resources, trying to find that, you know, person that is charging $2,000 a month and saying, you know, here, here's a co-hosting opportunity. Um, you know, the pitch generally sounded like, you know, have you been interested in short-term rentals before? And if someone was, then that was great, right? So if it's like, yeah, sorry, why didn't you do it? Well, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yes, there is. So what if I'm able to go ahead and handle all the work for you, give you, um, you know, that, that same freedom that you have today with a long-term lease uh, where it's fairly set it and forget it. And you, you get all the benefits of the increased profit. Does that sound interesting? And bang from there is kind of where we went with it. So, so started, um, you know, certainly in, in those, in those channels and, you know, I would be relentless in my, in my prospecting cadence in my process in that just simple, just have an Excel spreadsheet, the same one we use in the mastermind. And I thought that was great. I tweaked it up a, a little bit, not much. And it was just knowing that it takes eight to 12 reach outs just to get a response, just to get a response. It generally takes eight to 12 reach outs from, you know, to a prospect. And that, that can literally be, don't talk to me anymore. Right. And it's not, certainly not always positive. In fact, most of the times it isn't. So knowing that I just put it out for, all right, I'm going to reach out to this person eight to 12 times. I'm going to mix it up with some email, some social media, if I can find them on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, certainly if I can pick up a phone number somewhere, I'm going to you know, drop a couple calls, uh, probably more than a couple calls and just, you know, have an onslaught or just different, uh, different ways of reaching out. Great story. Um, Unfortunately, you know, this particular partner has not become a client yet. I think he will one day, but, uh, and Mike, you'll know who I'm talking about. Cause, cause we're yeah, I was going to ask you to tell this story. So I'm glad you're just dovetailing right in there. So go yes. for it. It, it. It's a great, I mean, I, I thought it was a really cool story. So, uh, I found a, a, a property in that same city I was talking about where I had, had my first client 
where I have my client right now, um, my co-host and a property just on a couple streets over. And, uh, and this particular property was being, uh, for, for, it was up for lease through a property management company. So I don't want to reach out to a property management company. You know, that's a realtor. That's someone that, you know, whoever is, is already potentially in charge who wants to, who wants to lease that as a long-term lease. That's how they're going to get paid. Um, but I really like this particular property. I don't, I don't know what it was. There was something about it. I just said, mm, I really want to try to go the extra mile on this. So I didn't just stop there. I, uh, I said, all right, well, let me go look at the zoning map and let me see who actually owns this property. Cause that's who I want to reach out to, not to this person that has it for lease. Go to the zoning map. It's under an LLC. So I don't even have a name tied to, 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 to the ownership. Um, ended up taking that LLC name, put that into the, into the Google, the interwebs, uh, and, you know, went ahead and fortunately through some more detective work was able to find the person's name. I don't think it was as simple as just putting in the LLC. I think I actually had to do a couple a couple moves to actually find it. Um, still didn't have a phone number, still didn't have an email address, still didn't have any information for this guy, but just, I had a name. So then took his name, kind of plugged it in again to Google or in, in different search engines, it's, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, and started seeing what popped up. And I find out that this gentleman, uh, very successful property investor, um, who's probably from what I could tell in the news, getting himself away from, um, you know, these one-offs, uh, individual properties, right. For, for, for residential, he spoke, focusing more on revitalizing the state of Maine. He's focusing more on commercial space, uh, and buying larger buildings. So I'm a small fish in, in a big pond, but, uh, for what he's working on. But then I find him on LinkedIn and I start prospecting him on LinkedIn. I find an email address. I shoot him some emails get a phone number, right? And I'm, and, I, and I'm, and I'm kind of just blasting them now. Um, you know, probably a little too much <laughs> if I'm being honest, but I just, I'm like, let me just hit this hard. And, uh, and he calls me back out of the blue one day. Uh, I didn't even send a note or anything that, that day. He just calls me and in the initial reach out to me was, uh, you know, Hey, Daryl, like, hey, hey, let's go. You know, I didn't know who it was. And uh, hey, you've been blowing up my phone, my email, my text for like, you know, two weeks now. Uh, I'm, on my, I'm on a ride back home. Like, what do you want? I mean, very to the point, as he should have been. Like, you know, I was, I was all over him. Luckily, I had my pitch ready to go. I knew what I wanted to say. And luckily, too, I'm like, okay, this is who, who, who called me back. I hit him with it between the eyes, caught his attention. And, um, you know, we, we had some really good conversations about some potential bigger opportunities. Again, still, it's, it's, it's like, you know, moving an iceberg right now, but that's okay. That, that's, that's how some of these go. If we go back to having a well-diversified portfolio, I've got some clients that move a lot quicker. I got some clients that will move a little bit slower and that's okay because, you know, this one that moves a little bit slower are probably my bigger deals. And, you know, those take a little, little more time to, to get through the, through, through, you know, through the funnel. And, uh, and when they, when they hit, they're going to hit big. So and that one will come to fruition. Exactly. Like I, look, I looked at some of those deals with you, got on the phone with that gentleman with you. Like the, when the right opportunity comes up, he's going to call you. Mm-hmm. Like he will. Cause you pursued. And quite frankly, if I guarantee you, 
if somebody else reaches out to him that wants to do some type of vacation rental or short-term rental, he's going to refer him to you. Like, there's no question, like yep. zero question in my mind, but I wanted him to tell that story still hasn't led to a lead or a property yet, but that type of follow-up to meet that type of person shows like Daryl is somebody that's all in, like he's committed. I ask people all the time, like, are you committed on a scale of one to 10? How committed are you actually doing this business? Everybody tells me 10, right? That is a 10 level 10 commitment to like, just follow up because he found a good property that he knew would work. And he was relentless to figure out who actually owned it. And then he had the guts to follow up with the guy like 25 times or whatever it was till the guy actually called him back. But he, then he was ready to go. Right. And so that may sound scary for a lot of people, but so what? Like yep. it's scary when you go through COVID and you might get laid off. Like it's scary. Like you get to choose your fear in this business. So you either choose to pursue your fear to get on the other side of your comfort zone and actually create the life you want. Or you can just stay in that mediocrity until somebody else gives you that fear and it's out of your control. Can I, uh, yeah, I mean, let me be, be, be real with the listeners for a second. I'm coming up on, it's going to be scary to say, because it means I'm getting older. I'm coming up on two decades now of, of sales experience. Um, you know, so I, I have, you know, that, 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 that is my career. You know, I am a salesperson. And, uh, and I like from earlier episodes, how you, how you always talked about, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be a dirty word. It really isn't. Um, you know, if you truly believe in what you're selling and you're providing value, it's not selling. You know, we're not we're not sleazy, you know, sales guys that are just slinging, you know, whatever. Um, I don't want to disparage any any industry, so I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, but for me, um, you know, coming up on two decades of this, you know, and you would think that after two decades of making countless phone calls, having countless discovery calls, you know, closing deals, that when he called me that, you know, maybe I was fearless. Heck no. Like, I'm going to be real, right? You know, you know, they're, they're you know, the, the, the butterflies get going, you know, you start shaking a little bit, you know, and, you know, you're like, all right, all right this, you know, this is my shot. So it, it happens. It, it's going to happen. You wouldn't be human if you didn't feel that. You should feel that. But the, but the important thing that I think that I like to bring to the listeners right now is, is just be ready, you know, be ready, be ready, feel it. That's okay. But do the work, be prepared, and be ready to have that conversation. And even if you're feeling that, you're still going to knock it out of the park. I remember a friend and a mentor of E and I, Mark Yegi, told me one time, he was teaching me a, a public speaking class because I was really nervous to do it. And I kept getting these speaking opportunities. So I took a class with him. And he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little insight here. He said, the butterflies never go away. What you learn is you get them to fly in unison. You get them to fly in the right direction. So like those nerves aren't going to go away. You just know at a certain point, you just learn to control it. Right. And that's what you did. You just like, okay, I got to settle down, gain my thoughts and then go. Right. And so you, I think you were going to jump in on there and I cut you. No, I don't, I don't know if that's, if I said it yet um, on the show today, but I, I love your mindset. <laughs> your mindset. It's great. You can clearly, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just like, like, yeah. Like obviously you go from one to eight units in oh, 12 months because look at your daily choices right and they all like it all boils down to what are your daily choices and then the thing that is beautiful with real estate people especially the bigger the more understanding they're going to be is that we love hustle and like all real estate investors will appreciate follow-up and we'll appreciate good, a good 
salesperson because that's how we all got there like you know what i mean like not a lot of people end up in real estate being like they wake up and they're like we have a ton of units yay like that's not usually i mean some people do uh, but that's not usually how it happens so in in all of the different areas of real estate however you made your money we were at the beginning somewhere right i had to do hours of prospecting and call call and people telling me like call again i'm gonna kill you and like you know you're like you you end that call and like i'm i am a people pleaser by choice right so i look like a little deer in a forest after somebody tells me i'm gonna kill you i'm like shaking in the corner i'm like okay i'm gonna leave the room i'm gonna go get a snack come back in right reset shake off the energy right good let's do this again right but you have to keep doing it and like i would almost argue that like life happens always for you so he called you after all that time because that's when you were ready with the script if he had called you any other time before that the script wouldn't have sounded as good as it did on that day right because you didn't put as many hours of work into it so like everything will happen for you exactly when it's supposed to happen you just need to fucking keep showing up on a day-to-day basis and keep taking those little adjustments millimeter adjustments every day is what makes a difference because yeah what mike said earlier is true is like people under uh, overestimate what they can do in a year but you you really don't do enough on a day-to-day basis and that's what makes your year your day-to-day effort and your week-to-week effort and your accountability to yourself to your weekly efforts that's what creates the great year so dude daily daily tasks you get punched in the face every day you're like ah but it hurts a little bit less, right? It's like when you drink a green juice, like the first couple of days, you're like, this tastes horrible. And then you just keep drinking them and they're like, ah, oh, kind of missed that, that, that green juice today. Like I just haven't had it yet. You're just like, okay. I'm still trying to get Crystal on the green juice. I'm like, trust me, after a couple of days, it's not so bad. <laughs> they're rough. Like every time I'm like, how do I do this? Do I want to just close my nose and chug it? Or like, and then I'm just like, oh, for the rest of the day i'm like i don't know but i my body needs like i need to be helped like you know what i mean like and then the moment your why is big enough behind it that's what it's very similar to your story mike's story right that has to be that moment and people talk about all the time like how it's difficult to change your life but like tony robbins talks about this all the time it's just you're not making a, a true choice the moment you make a true choice it becomes easy right like the moment that there is no arguing about I'm a salesperson. This is what I do. This is how I earn my living. Then call calling is not that difficult. Rejection is not that difficult because you made a choice. This is who I am. The choice, the making it, that's, that's hard. That takes some time. I want to, I want to circle back real quick on the questions that you was prodding you about earlier. Cause you and I talked for probably a month or six weeks about joining the mastermind and you had some reservations about that. And so Obviously, it's no small investment um, to join, but for you, and I think it tied back into the question he was asking you before, because when you make that investment, it, you're making that real decision that I'm going to go all in on this business. So from that point, what was that? Was there anything specific that triggered you to be like, okay, I'm going to make this investment. I'm going to go all in on this thing. Because it sounded like at one point, I just remember like we hopped on a call and you're like, all right, I'm just going to do it. So something, something clicked for you at one point. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost for the listeners, 
the best person you can sell to is a salesperson because we're very impulsive. Like when we, when we put our mind on something, we just, the better salespeople anyway, you just do it. I had a, I had a mentor, uh, sales trainer that, uh, I'm going to get back to the question in a minute. I'm going to get a kind of long roundabout way of getting there. He, he indicated that this is very early in my career. Uh, he asked me a question. He said, how do you buy a TV? And I said, well, you know, I'll go to Best Buy at the time, Circuit City, right? Or I'll, you know, go to Sears and I'll, I'll, I'll go to all, you know, these different stores and I'm going to, you know, you know, look at all the different brands and I'm going to look at the different sizes and I talk to different salespeople, learn about it, right? And, and then I'm going to price compare to all these three different, you know, and I'm going to do that. And he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa wait, wait a minute. He's like, could we agree that all three of those stores are all going to be generally in the same range, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, if you know what size you want, can you, can you say, safely say that maybe Sony and Panasonic, whoever the big brands are, that they're going to be roughly the same, maybe a couple features here and there, but, but they're going to be relatively, the same. yeah. Okay. And you know, so, so, so why are you doing all that? And then why are you, are you expecting your clients to make a decision quickly if this is how you're behaving? So you should change how you behave. So, uh, you know, I shared that with the listeners because, you know, it goes back to the mindset. It's, it's changing even how you behave. So, so to, you know, now we're going to come back to, to the question. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I definitely want to do my due diligence, want to talk with you, understand the program, want to understand, you know, okay, specifically what, what, what does this investment get for me? Right. And what can I give back to, to the community? Just understanding that, that whole concept. And that, that took a little time for me to, process and understand but then once i knew i knew i'm like dude here's the credit card let's go like i, I know i want to do this um and once i made that decision yeah that was the jumping off point right um you know there's a uh there's a great uh steve harvey bit uh skit i don't know if you know if you guys have seen this yeah. before. I, I love it it's uh it's, it's it's basically jump you know when when to jump look it up steve harvey jump I watch that probably once a month, once a quarter and his story and then how he relates it just to, to jump and his friends and how they jump that, that that's, it's, it's very impactful for me. And I really enjoy, you know, I like him as a whole and I like just listening to that. So, um, you know, that, that was, a, that was that moment for me. That was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump and, uh, and I'm not going to turn back. And, and then once I make that decision, I commit. I'm very similar to, you know, a few years back, you know, joined a gym and it would really drive me crazy if I joined this gym. Okay. And I invest this money into this gym and then I don't do anything with it. Right. I'm, I'm going to commit, uh, even more than money. Like I'm going to, I'm going to say it out loud to my friends and my family, I'm doing this. And when you check back on me in a year, I'm going to be more physically fit or I'm going to be on my way to financial freedom. Cause I don't want to have you come back to me in a year. Hey, how'd that go? And be that guy that, yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I, I, I don't, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So, and that was, it was all a scam, right? Like that's the thing, right? And you make excuse, like, I love like this mindset and it's such a like great time for you to like be on the show because this is the moment, like end of the year, you know what I mean? People are like, there is, 30 days, 40 days to the end of the year. And people really start taking their foot off the gas. And they're like, I'll restart my fitness journey in 2022. And understand that like, 
this next 30 to 40 days, you can really either help yourself going into 2022, or you can really start 2022 at the beginning of where you were in 2021. Like a month of you not putting an effort into something that you, you say you want can really mess you up. And it's just like, you need, like, it's your, like, it's your life at the end of the day. Right. So like, you don't hurt my feelings or Mike's feelings. Like, we don't care. Like, if you say like, you know what I mean? Like, but I want it for you, but like, you can't, I can't want it for you more than you want it for yourself. Right. And it's that moment, like make the true choice. Like it's yes. Short-term rental is your path to financial freedom. Is this is the sign you are waiting for? Here we are. We have told you. Now what? Because mm. all programs okay. work if you work the programs. Like people don't work programs. Like it, you can meet hundreds of people. They've done hundreds of different programs and they swear by them. And the only thing that it's common to all these programs is that people actually put effort and didn't make excuses, right? Like my wife is in an Amazon sellers program. She puts, she works her ass off. It's working. Hundreds of people have done the same program and they didn't get anything from it. You know what I mean? Like Mike, I remember Mike's jumpy moment. I was there for Mike's jumpy moment at 10X in Miami. And a year later, his life was completely different. Right? Do you remember? 100%. We were sitting next to each other. You're like, I'm going to do this. And, and again, he was, you know, I'm going to put it on a credit card because I don't have the, 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 all of the story, like all of the story that you want to put for yourself, Mike was there and I was there. Right. And like, as a friend, all I've given him since that moment is just, I'm here for you. You know, moments that you're like, you can't breathe. You're like feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, do you remember when you called me on your lunch break at your accounting job that you had to go walk in the fucking woods, not to kill somebody in the office? Like I'm walking in the woods, I'm having a shit day. I'm like, okay, no worries. And now he calls me, he's like, this 10 bedroom house, I can't find a mattress. Ugh. I'm like, do you remember the woods when you were an accountant? And if Kaden needed something, you couldn't go home. It's all perspective, man. But the moment you jump, you jump. And then we're all made to fly, right? So it's just like, just, just fly, right? You've been awesome, man. I love your story. Like, I am so grateful that you came on the show in this moment, especially. I think it's such a great time for this episode to really, really come out as people are like unwinding and planning 2022, because I hope everybody's kind of started putting pen to paper and, and start planning 2022 in a way that like you create this massive life that you've always wanted for yourself. And it's, it's I don't think, you know, at the end of the day, we, we always talk about this. We can give you everything, but until you change your hardware and you upgrade your hardware and your software to understand that like all of the things that you learn are possible, nothing else matters. Well, I want to, uh, I want to be respectful of your time. This episode has been dynamite, but we're getting close to the end here. So uh, before we get into the last question, first, Daryl, I want to acknowledge you and just say like, one, I'm super proud of you, man. Cause like when you committed, like you committed, you went all in, there were no excuses. Like you put in the work and now you're getting the results. And I want to thank you for coming on here and sharing that because I think I know it's going to help a lot of people that are like I was in that analysis paralysis phase where it was like, I want to do this, but I'm scared. And I don't know if I can do it and all these things. And it's like, you just gotta 
commit. You just got to jump and definitely watch that Steve Harvey video. Seriously. We'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, same thing. I used to watch that on repeat. I bought his book after that. It, it was so good. Like it will really inspire you to just get out of your comfort zone and really start going for what you really want to do in life. Um, and thank you for coming on and sharing that. Really appreciate it. Um, and is there any way folks can get in touch with you or learn more about your properties or just learn more about you? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, you know, certainly the name of the, uh, the company is stay space. Um, you know, I have all my contact information on that. That's S T A Y S P A C E website is .net. It's not .com. Someone grabbed the .com. There's nothing even on it. I think it's just parked. I don't know. So, uh, it's a .net website. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on clubhouse, Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly all, all out there. Um, you know, and you know, I, I do love to help mentor, help coach, um, in particular when it comes to sales, you know, it's something that, that I've been fortunate to, to build a career on and, and I, you know, you know, always learning, but pretty good at it. So, you know, if there's someone that's looking how to you know, improve upon their game and, you need some techniques or need some ideas, don't be, don't be a stranger, reach out. Even if you don't know me and you're like, gee, can I reach out to this guy? Reach out. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly always approachable and, and love to help people. Awesome, man. Really appreciate that. So the last question that we ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Yeah. yeah. Grind, hustle, persistence, relentless, relentlessness, relentlessness. Um, you know, that, that right there is just, just, you know, you know, lock in on it and just go and, and, and then figure it out. Right. And, and, you know, um, like I said, you know, uh, I certainly didn't and don't have the answers to everything. Um, and that's okay. You know, I, I won't, um, I never, I never will, but you know, the beauty is if I just, you know, put my, my attention on something, if anyone puts their attention on something, you can figure it out, you know, anyone can figure it out, you know, so, you know, have those traits uh, that, you know, just to, to go get it and, and just be relentless and, uh, and good things will follow. I'm, I'm, I'm highly positive of that. Awesome, brother. Well, again, truly Bro. appreciate you really yeah. enjoy working with you and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. And for all the listeners out there, if you haven't already, and you're looking to launch automate and scale your short-term rental business, We've put together a free starter pack. Costs you absolutely nothing. Just text the word resources to 978-242-0001. And we've got a deal analyzer. We've got trainings on how to analyze markets, analyzing properties, the different tech that you need in there. And it's all completely free to help you get up and started. And then if you're really looking to take, take it to the next level, you can reach out and we'll tell you a bit more about the mastermind. But if nothing else, make sure you get that free starter pack because there's so many goodies in there that we're continuing to add every single week. So as always, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Have an amazing week. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.